welcome to the Backend Engineering Show with your host, Hussein Nasser. This is the show where we discuss the art and the craft of building software and cover recent news on backend technologies. If you enjoy the show, make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and rate it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. With that said, let's get on the show. What is going on, guys? My name is Hussein, and let's discuss this security bug that in Jenkins Core. And uh, it is a little bit uh, misleading because Jen- not Jenkins itself as a software has the bug. It's one component that Jenkins uses have the bug. So how about we uh, essentially talk about the bug, what it is, why is it so critical, and and, and it's, it's it's very, very critical, right? We're going to discuss that. And what is it exactly? And I'm going to talk about my opinion when it comes to being a web server or, or essentially building any web uh, application or, or any, any software. How about we jump into it, guys? So Jenkins has released this yesterday, August 17. And uh, look at this. So the bug is allows let's say what what the bugs does for example if someone uh, managed to infiltrate this thing then i as an attacker can read responses from other users requesting uh, other requests to the same web server essentially right which is pretty bad, right? So if I am if I am an attacker and I make a request to this server, to the Jenkins server, and there is another user also making a request to this server, I, using this bug, which I'm going to explain, can retrieve the response headers from the poor users, right? So instead of the response going to the user, it goes back to me as an attacker, right? How about we discuss how the heck can this happen? So we talked about HTTP smuggling. So there's one way to do that, HTTP smuggling, which is a very annoying bug, especially in HTTP 1.1. Not much in HTTP 2.2. You don't really have get that. And the reason you get that is because of, of the way proxying deals with backend servers, right? That's HTTP smuggling, especially when you pull connections into, into one request. However, this is just a pure web server. That's the problem with things. And here's the bug. I'm going to read this and I'm going to explain that. In in Eclipse Jetty, which is, guess what, guys? This is the web server that um, Jenkins uses because we know, right? If you spin up Jenkins, it listens to port 8080 by default. And that is the web server uh, that basically serves the web traffic. Because how do you how do you become a web server? You need to understand the HTTP protocol, and you either use a, a built-in web server like a Jetty, or build your own, which is kind of pointless, right? You use one of these web servers. That's why the choice of which web server to use is very critical. There is there is Apache, there is Jetty, which is very similar in decisions that they make, 
and uh, there's uh, other web servers as well like nginx technically is a, is a web server there's lighty httpd right so uh, light httpd so there's so many web servers and each web server has advantages and disadvantages uh, in their decision that they make right so this is the web servers that are being used and the here's let's just go and read this in version 9.4.27 this particular version in case of two large response headers i think they mean response request headers right jd throws an exception let's zoom in so you can you guys can read jd throws an exception to produce an http 431 error guys http 431 is what says request header field too large that's essentially meaning that if the request is has just too long of a, a header like let's say you have a lot of cookies right this is one way that the server says nah headers are too long error 431 in the process of doing this byte buffer containing the http response headers is released back to the byte buffer pool twice so we know they're using pooling here right and uh, because of this double release, two threads can acquire the same byte buffer from the pool. That tells us that uh, Jetty is using threading in order to essentially uh, serve requests, right? Which is not wrong, right? It's just a different architecture. Some 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 uses multiple processes. Some uses multi-threading. Some uses a single thread, which is badass, like Node.js, right? <laughs> so it it really depends. It's up to you, but there's a disadvantages for everything. So two threads can acquire the same byte buffer from the pool. That's the disadvantage of having threading, right? So if two of them can acquire the same memory location, and while thread one, which is the request, the first request, is about to use byte buffer to write response one's data. Now I'm I'm I'm, I'm about to respond to to the, to the to my my client which is client one right they thread two also acquires that byte buffer writes response to data that the poor users right uh, the second user and then thread one then proceeds to write the buffer that now contains response two's data wow now you get two essentially two 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 content in the same data right in the same memory location. This results in client one, which issued request one, expects responses, right? Expect my responses. All of a sudden, now to see response two, which could contain sensitive data belonging to client two. HTTP session header, authentication credentials, stuff like that. So yeah, that's the bug, guys, right? So if I made a request intentionally as an attacker, and I said, I, I just put so much header content so that the server will trigger this exception we talked about so that it will release the byte buffer pool twice. And this is just a memory. I believe this is just a memory ref counting thing. I don't know why is it in Java though. I'm so confused. I know C++ have this ref counting problem. I didn't know Java had it. I don't, I don't, I didn't write code in Java, but now this problem of having two, uh, you 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 decrypt it twice. Now, if I if I if thread one want to acquire a, a new buffer location, it says okay, give me this. Is this free? Yes, it's free. Minus one, right? So as a result, if it reaches zero, that means you can take it. 
If it's one, that means you cannot take this location, right? This has been released twice. That means it's at what? At minus one. So I will go to this memory location and say, okay, give it to me. All right, plus one. So now it's zero. The other thread will also try to acquire the same thing. It says zero, you can take it because it's zero. Nobody's referencing it technically. So you'll end up with one. So two threads are pointing to the same memory location. Bad idea, right? You can avoid this by using processes, which is isolated memory location. But threads, that's why I talked about threads, man. Threads are kind of nasty when it comes to this. They are great, but nasty when it comes to this memory location and stuff like that. Yeah, so that's why you get two threads serving two requests pointing to the same location, and you can imagine what could happen, right? This is not as easy to, obviously, to, to accomplish, guys, right? But uh, if I manage to, to repeat this over and over again, I could, uh, I could be lucky and get some other requests that is very valuable to write to the same memory location that I use it. But the, the chances are just very rare, to be honest. But it's still, it's critical because it can uh, essentially leak out this information. That's why we don't, we don't want to do this, right? That's why people are starting to fix it. Here's my, my problem with this, though. Jenkins, I mean, Jenkins is a testing uh, CICD tool, right? It's just running. Usually, we use it internally. So all we don't see Jenkins server exposed to the public. I mean, I might be wrong because at least in my job, I, I, we never expose Jenkins to the public. It's just internal. So the fact that this is it, uh, this is uh, this is released, I don't see it as a big deal for Jenkins, but for all users of Jetty as a web server, which has this bug, remember Jenkins doesn't have this bug, their Jetty web server 9.4 has this bug, right? So any, pretty much any server that uses that, Apache Spark, Google App Engine, Eclipse, Fuse, Twitter, Stream API, I have no idea what the hell is that, Zempra, what the hell is Zempra? ZSC, all of these tools, Apache Maven, that uses the JD web server are vulnerable, not just Jenkins, right? So they're about to fix that, right? But now this is, this is, to me, this is more critical if it's exposed, right? Jenkins, if it's not exposed, I'm, I, don't, I don't really worry about that much, right? Because we're, if it's internal, Jenkins, I'm using it to build my internal GitHub repo and, and doing uh, doing stuff internally i wouldn't worry about this to be honest but to the chance that it is exposed publicly as jetty itself this is the uh, cve right the common vulnerability ex uh, exception yeah so yeah it is a critical bug so let's talk about the things i i always talk about in my channel here right doing one thing and doing it really well right NGT is a web server. They don't claim to be a proxy. My beef is with 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 software that do, does multiple stuff, and and they play it. They said, ah, web server and proxies are the same thing. No, they are not. No, they are not. They are not the same thing. So Nginx is a web server and a proxy, right? HA proxy is only a proxy. Envoy is only a proxy. 
Traffic is only a proxy. So being a proxy is a, so complicated in itself, just to implementation of all these features. And being a web server is also complicated. Look at all these decisions that you have to make. Are you a, th a thread-based web server? Are you a process-based? Are you a single-threaded? What are you exactly? And you're thinking that, this tell me that there, people are naive, right? If they say that it's, it's a web server and proxy are the same. And I, I, I'm talking about someone <laughs> that that he knows himself, right? It's just like, yeah, this is the same. Uh, I'm just going to use this library. I'm going to import this library and everything's going to be awesome. Nah, not really. If you're using someone else's work, if they have, just because you imported some, some libraries doesn't make you unvulnerable. Obviously, whatever these libraries have, you're going to inherit the risk. So that's why I personally think it's, Everything here is my opinion, guys. If you're sticking to one thing and one thing only, you're going to produce less attack surface, right? Because this is just one attack surface, the security part of it, things. But having having also one, focusing on one thing, being just a great web server or great proxy or great reverse proxy or great, or great message queue or great pub subsystem is a great idea. The problem here is just, oh, let's do more, let's do more, let's do more. And that will increase the scope, that will increase the attack surface when it comes to security, that will increase the complexity of the software. As, as, as much as uh, it, it, it is very convenient to use too many, uh, too thing, uh, uh, a lot of features in one software, it's very convenient. Nginx is convenient, right? Nginx also have a five behind it, so they can afford to fix all these bugs and, and to, to hire different teams to work on the server. server. But not every, never every server. That's why I love HAProxy as a, as, as a project, right? I didn't try the rest of the uh, proxies out there, but I like HAProxy as a, as a, it's a 20 year project. They just, they show you how focused they are, right? They just introduce the ability to return responses. They don't come visit the web server. They're not fully fledged web server. They says, okay, I will add the, they added the feature to add certain responses, right? Uh, instead of going to uh, relying on a backend web server, they said, okay, let's, let's, uh, let's do this web server, uh, like content serving approaches. Yeah, it's not a full web server. And I, I'm pretty sure this is kind of a slippery slope in my opinion. I'm going to talk about this in another video, though. All right, guys. So, yeah, being a web server is difficult. Being a web server is definitely difficult. And look at all these bugs. And this is just what we see. Look, can you imagine all the zero days attack that we are not publicly aware of, but attackers are actually aware of? I cannot imagine. All right, guys, that's it for me today. Hope you enjoyed this video. I'm going to see you in the next one. You guys stay awesome. Goodbye.